Great news. We got our Dubia Monster koozies oh, in. Oh, yeah. So, New listen. Coos news is what we got. Our, our. <laughs> what was that? The oh, uh, Dubia Monster theme song is still playing. <clears throat> um, Sounds good. Yeah. So, our friend and resident designer, Margaret, made us some amazing Dubia Monster koozies. Yes. And they are beautiful. So, check those out. Um, it's got a te- like a tentacle. And a like a wolfman hit, giving a high five. Right, and see if you can guess who's who. Oh yeah, I would like to know who you think is who. Yeah, it's obvious. And if you look back in our Instagram, we did post the. This is like I feel like this is the. If this was a comic, it would be like this. It's little. Like there's us podcasting as monsters, mm-hmm. and then there's this extra little bubble that she made, mm-hmm. which would look great in a comic. Yeah, and that's what this is. Anyway, if you go to don'tbenidium.bandcamp.com, you can order your own beer koozie. It's orange and black. It's super cool. Halloween all year. Halloween all year. And so thanks, Margaret, for for designing that for us. We love it. You got to get one. I'm an idiot, though. I brought bottles over. I meant to buy <laughs> bring cans. They're, they're just a little loose. They're a there? little loose for bottles, but, but you know perfect what? for cans. Perfect for cans. Uh, yeah, so we are... I can't believe they're real. I know they look great, mm. really nice. Um, we're we're a day off because I'm, my my house is just under full on construction. Right, we're in my house. We're today, in Albert's house, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> we're recording in Albert's house. We had a little buzz problem, which we've got eighty percent under control. And yeah, my landlord's just ripping my house apart, <laughs> and there's actually nowhere to record right now. It's yeah. Worse. So where we used to record, now there is like a <laughs> like a spiral. Frame, it's like a framed out hole in the ceiling, mm-hmm. and that's where we're supposed to be right now. Yeah, but that's that's a no go. Now I'm looking at Chipper's chalkboard here. Like what? There's no message. <laughs> uh, if you, if you could only see us now. So listen, we're the Don't Be an Idiom guys. We have a sideshow pod called Dubia Monster. Where we each come to the table with a different monster from anywhere in the world. Yes. They could be mythological. They could be super fictional. They could be... A dream. A dream that Albert had. Although that would be cool if we, if, we, if we came... We invented monsters. Yeah. It just seems so hard. Oh, well, inventing a monster. That's big. Just because there's been so many already. Yeah. Well, I am anxious for you to see the short film I made, Sludge Freak, because I'm pretty happy with the, the monster anxious. that's I'm in. I'm anxious to see it. <laughs> was that the one where I was originally going to be the Sludge Freak? You were going. But it was too cold. Yeah, exactly. So that, you... one, that one. Yeah, yeah, that one. You're right. You're right. You were supposed to do that one. Um, then we just made Dan play both parts, the bog scientist and <laughs> Sludge Freak. Dan's better. So anyway, yeah, I, I'm pretty happy with how that monster turned out so I, i'd like you to see it at some point i think maybe i sent you a photo oh yeah the, the stills are great <laughs> ryan's making like a six-part mini monster horror series yeah right? well it's an anthology horror movie right it's coming out in october on vhs on vhs and there's going to be a philadelphia premiere oh shit really yeah we're gonna it's already we're done gonna, we're gonna well we haven't we haven't scheduled it yet, it's, it's gonna, in the works it's in the works <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's there's gonna be a bunch of monsters in this. There's a, there's yes. an aliens short. There's a okay, um, like a man consuming computer short. Good. There's a witchy grandma short. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a uh, um, we got like a little crow lord monster in the cemetery oh, right. one. Oh yeah, Ryan made yeah, his own mask for that. Made the one. paper mache it's mask beautiful. for that. But making your own monster, that's a, I mean, you've drawn amazing monsters well, in your Well, not amazing, time. but I, I will say, I like how you're hitting a variety of monsters, mm-hmm. but I'm still waiting for my big, furry, mammalian, big fang, big teeth. What, what, yeah. What's, what's, are you purposely are, leaving that out or are you saving that for last? That's a really good point. These are goopier monsters. <clears throat> I do want he the next thing we make guy. to be a, a wolf, a wolfman type movie. 
after this. Yeah, after this. So the next thing I I, I make, I want to be a wolf, like a wolf centric. Well, this is getting your name on the map, and then you get those big. We'll get the big investors because you don't want to do a bad wolf monster. No, you know what? Man, it's I, hard. Think, I think that's the thing is like most are bad. Most are bad. Yeah. And then you just hopefully you get one of those good, bad or bad, good. So yeah. So bad. It's good. I mean, dog soldiers. Have you ever seen that? The Scottish were- werewolf movie. They look awesome in that. I didn't see dog soldiers. American werewolf in London. Well, obviously. Yeah. The howling, the first howling, yeah. The, yeah. the wolves are pretty yeah. badass in that. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to go other practical wolves. Do you know who's a great practical wolf? Um, um fucking thriller. Remember oh. that? Wolf? It's a, it well, was almost like a wolf cat. Yeah. So the director of that um, also did um, American Werewolf in London. Mm. Yeah. See, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I know it's a short music video film, but that is a great. No, Michael Jackson looks amazing in that. Yeah. Um, as you might know or might not at this point, but me and Ryan are both teachers, um, and I was doing second grade for a lot of years, and this, you know, Thriller was always really popular with the kids. Hmm. Um, and we were, it was close to Halloween and they were like, let's watch, let's like listen to Thriller. And it's like, he's like, okay, YouTube, whatever. So I played the long version because I remember as a kid, just like loving that, yeah. those minutes. Yeah, it's like an eight the, minutes short yeah. film, right? Well, that's the thing. Michael Jackson used to do like movie videos. Yeah. They were amazing. Remember the one where he's like a giant robot of himself? Whoa. I, I was he thinking climbed the one, into his own what's dog. The one where he's like the captain of a spaceship. Yeah, it was, it was. And if you if you went to Disney in the eighties or early nineties, like there was a whole thing. We might be talking about the same one. Really? Remember the one where he was like a claymation donkey that rode a motorcycle? <laughs> oh shit! I, no, I'm serious, <laughs> dude. Here's the go thing. Back and on uh, my dad's side of the family, it's weird. Like my childhood memories of going to my dad's family's house, it was like we would watch. Um, Michael Jackson long form videos, mm-hmm. and like everyone would. It Everyone would like applaud, Whoa. you know. Yeah, and then we would and like stolen, uh, like boxing pay per view boxing. Sure, fights. yeah. Like that's my memory of my dad's dad. Yeah, I mean that's not bad. I mean, yeah. If you're a <laughs> conduit to that shit, great. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Oh, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. What, what? But something. Oh, the story I was gonna say is I showed the thriller video yeah. to my students. And this one kid, when it got to the part where Michael Jackson is like full on, uh, like wolf, cat wolf, wolf monster, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, <sighs> like right at the screen, right. like looking at you <laughs> right. with the yellow eyes. He's just like, <sighs> oh shit, too scary. He jumps up and runs out of my room down the hall. Like, I mean, I as a second grade teacher, kids. Kids, like even like really crazy kids, they don't leave the room without permission. Right. Usually, they know and not he to. Left. He wow. could. He was beside himself. Too scared. Oh my god! I was laughing. Dude, that would feel so good to to feel that scared of of seeing something on a TV. Yeah, like that today. Yeah, if I, if I could feel that feeling, yeah, it would be so satisfying, dude. I mean, think I about envy it. that that kid can get so scared of looking it. at a wolf on a TV. And arguably you're in a safer place than your own home. I mean, this right. is like daytime officially friends are people around. People will lose their jobs if they're not safe. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like there's a lot of bad parents out there. They could be drunk dicks. Like, like <laughs> this is a institution of safety sure. and, yeah. and he's scared and ran out. Yeah. God, that's awesome. I mean, I can't remember the last time I did that, but I'm sure I did when I was a kid. I'm sure I've ran out of the room. Yeah, I may have. I may have run out of the room the first time I saw Pennywise. I know oh, this. I feel like yeah. this is a common horror story for kids of the '80s. But um, when the Stephen King It made for TV movie came out, I remember it was like a Sunday afternoon. My mom was doing dishes, and that was just playing on TV because. <laughs> You know, that's we, what we TV only had. Was I know TV then. was so good back then. Like you had like six or eight channels, unless like I all, all I didn't all have cable. Movies. Yeah, and so it was just. I just feel like on Sunday afternoons they would play horror movies. Most of the scariest kind of stills I remember from horror movies on TV. It's surrounded by daylight. That's funny. Because right? do you remember there was a TV show? Anyway, I should, I didn't finish that first thought, but it, but when Pennywise is in the sewer. About to pull, oh, yeah. pull the kid in. That is like the, when that you is see his scene, face, like yeah. that fucked me up for years. Yeah. Also, there was a Friday the Thirteenth TV series that had nothing to do with Jason. Do you remember that? What would it have anything to do with? It was just called. It was like an 
like it was like Tales from the Crypt, like where every episode. Thing. Oh Jesus! I mean, that sounds familiar, but now I can't remember a single. Dude, episode. I, I want to get one? it on DVD because. Do you remember anyone specifically? Well, I think one of them. I, I, if you can correct this, please email us because I'd love to know where this came from. It was the scariest thing I'd ever seen, and it to this day I can picture the whole scene. But there was what like was a, a car accident, I think. Uh huh. And all of a sudden you see this woman walking into the car and she is melting. Like her skin oh, is melting. Like whoa. she like like she wasn't a human or something. And it was just like this pink peach melty shit wow, coming down her entire cool. body, walking towards the guy, and he starts screaming and then the credits start rolling. <laughs> that was the whole episode. <laughs> so that I mean obviously it was like a few seconds, but I just remember it so vividly. But the opening the title sequence was like it was like winding through like an antique store. And I think the idea was like each each object in the antique store had a story. Oh, yeah, sure. That's a good way to... And this is the Friday the 13th yeah. show? Yeah. You don't remember this at all? I mean, I kind of don't. Mm. Not oh, yeah. to... I want to get it because I don't really remember any of the episodes. I just... I have wow. that vision, but maybe that's not even from that. Well, hey, know. listen. If this is real, please buy it for us. And if not, I'll, Ryan, I guess, just made it up in his head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I made it up in my head. Um, not to just... Not to just lob a softball in there. That obviously, are you afraid of the dark? Right? Oh, sure. Remember that? It's a great new thought. I don't know. It was Nickelodeon, right? I don't know why. Yeah, I think it was um, Nick at Night, right? I, no, no, no. I feel like Are You Afraid of the Dark? TGIF? The scariest part of Are You Afraid of the Dark was the opening credits, and then the actual episodes were never that scary. That is true. The the like the vibe of the opening credits was the best part. But that's because that nerd with the glasses wasn't in any of it. Right. And he's like, "Ow, oh, I like creepy stuff, and you're doing. You're not speaking eloquently enough." <laughs> That was such a fucking nerd. Was he the host? Yeah, I feel like he was like the main guy. Oh, man, I don't really remember that guy. Anyway, look, I don't know why I always go back to this. Well, maybe I do. But like, I always remember the episode where the kid gets trapped in the mall and it ends up being a giant pinball game. Whoa, I don't remember that one. Yeah. It sounds like a Twilight Zone. Like, it, it could is. be a Twilight Zone episode. Like, but I remember this one part where all of a sudden he goes up to the fountain in the mall and yeah. it's just raining quarters into the fountain cool. and he's picking them up and putting them in his pockets and I was like that is it that is it <laughs> yeah that would if I could like imagine your heaven moment <laughs> like you're gonna loop this moment for eternity you'd be like I wanna I be under a waterfall <laughs> <laughs> no it's true number one mall alone I'm a mall at I'm night mall alone right waterfall of quarters and like a spot I am like, like the, filling the, the my light pockets goes just on the just on the oh, fountain, yeah. it's like, da -da -da. <laughs> yeah, and you're just filling you're your just pockets. Filling your up. pockets. I mean, that's like a Goonies moment too. I feel like yeah, they do yeah. something similar, right? When they right. find all the coins, coins. Um, good. Yeah, I did want to tell you about a movie I watched two nights ago, um, called Mad God. Oh yeah, and it is, <clears throat> I, it's so cool. So this guy Phil Tippett made it he did all the stop motion for the original star wars jurassic park robocop 2 oh i love RoboCop on his too. off days he worked on this film and it took him 30 That's years why it, ryan said that earlier he's like this film took 30 years i was like how he just did it on his off days so like in between working on shit he would work on it so it's all claymation for it's 30 all years stop motion wow it is the guys, whole thing the whole thing yeah wow it's a it's an 82 minute movie and it right. is one second at a time, right? Yeah, man. It is trippy as shit. Like I can't even explain the plot, but you, it's a shutter like shutter released it for him. Yeah. But um you can rent it on Amazon and uh shout out to our sponsor Amazon. Um Yeah, they're going to be big, guys. You want to get your stock <laughs> buy stock now. I guess it's about it's about creation. It's about like industry and how it's like destroyed our world like as a as a subtext or something right but, but there's just this guy called the assassin who's got like this gas mask on right and he gets lowered through all of these crazy dimensions like you pass dinosaur bones and like you pass like this weird was it like, soil you're going through apocalyptic the soil? it's an open cave that just he just goes down and like he's going through like late levels of a game and then he Whoa. ends up in this like hell universe. And the first and he's thing. He's like, all right. <laughs> Dude, well, he, he's delivering dynamite to something and you don't know what. And he's walking by giants who are all getting electrocuted 
their heads are getting electrocuted, and they're—he's as big as their toe. That's how big they are. He's a, they're giants, all sitting in a row getting electrocuted, and their feces are getting are like flooding into these pipes that are feeding into this giant monster with these huge teeth. And he's and, eating it. And he's eating it. He's consuming. And then what it is for his energy. job? And so then you then it goes below him, and you see an infinite amount of organs with eyeballs that are all like like writhing and shit writhing Whoa. and shit and it it's that and this is just the credits the opening credits no this is like the first like 20 minutes maybe okay. but it keeps going deeper and deeper into this universe all right i'm sold it's i, I all stop motion it's so many monsters there may be fucking love stories in here there is zero love thank you there isn't even the hint of hope i mean good, <laughs> good. so it's like real life it is existential as shit man um but anyway I, if you're even mildly interested in it. either animation or monsters, you have to watch right. Mad God. Okay, I love it. I love right. it. All right, I I think that's that's the that's the top of the show. That's a 15 minute top of the show. That's pretty good. All right, so just make sure you check out our Dubia Monster koozies. Um, they're on our Bandcamp for purchase, or you can actually you could email us too at don'tbeanidiomgmail.com. We could do like a Venmo thing. You're gonna they're only to, five bucks. You're gonna want to get one of these. There's only. There's only like 40 available left. Yeah, there so, is a 50 limited run. That's right, and we 10 of them are already spoken for. At least 10, actually, maybe it's more like 20. Yeah, dude. Oh shit! Oh, so yeah. We are down. We get, we get, <laughs> these things are flying off. The these show. things are already flying. Um, so there's like about 30. So if you want to get one, jump on there, and also you can get like a postcard and a wooden nickel too. Yeah, we'll throw it in. But also, if you get one, take a picture of yourself drinking out of it and like send it to us. We want to definitely oh, show yeah. the world. Like that is like, and then we'll just like. And then we'll just, you know, be best yeah, friends. Like, like Bush light <laughs> commercial. Oh, that would be nice to like make it a commercial. Yeah, yeah. And like we could have our own like beer logo. Okay. I was going to start brewing our own beer. Do be a monster light. Ooh. D-Bam light. D-Bam light. All right. Well, listen, in this show, um, we play a game to see who goes first. Like our other show, but instead of picking from many different games, we always play with the monster what is it? The monster deck of cards? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're gonna, just going to play a light war, light monster war, and whoever wins goes first. And we'll be back after you listen to us play. It's actually very, it's, that's nice that you didn't do the A's. I got a, jokers are, are wild in our game to in see our game first. they have to be so i got <laughs> al threw down a queen i threw down a joker and i was like king and he's like why didn't you throw down an ace i'm just making an ace i don't <laughs> know it didn't seem necessary wild. what if you what if you were like two i mean ace and then i'm like no, <laughs> no you said it <laughs> all right that means ryan's going first i can't wait to see what he says because you know i was so wrapped up in my own monster that i f- forget ryan even exists right yeah Right, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds nice, actually. Okay, let me uh, paint a picture for you here. All right, it's uh, let's just say it's like a thousand years ago. Cool, a thousand years ago, and you're yeah. you're walking through what is now called Massachusetts. Sure. Okay, and you are part of the Native American tribe, the Wampanoag. Oh yeah, you've you've I think you've even mentioned the Wampanoag before. Yeah. And uh, I'm not trying to correct you in any sort of way. Yeah, is there, way I, is there? Well, are, no. Like I've, I've heard it said Wampanoag. Oh, really? Yeah, but okay. I couldn't tell you where I heard that. Oh, Wampanoag. Maybe that's maybe that's correct. So either way, though, but I do know of Wampanoag. <laughs> Wampanoag. 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 I can listen to that all day. Okay, I guess we're both correct. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, um, yeah, so imagine you're walking with the Wampanoag tribe and they're, you know, moving through the woods and they're, you know, they've hit a swampland and, you know, you're in Massachusetts. Right. (laughs) And all of a sudden you see through the thickets these short little people. All right. And they like they come up to your knee, like maybe two or three feet tall. 
and they you see one turn around and it's got porcupine yeah cool oh what are those called yes quills quills porcupine quills dude that's a good feature like if i'm gonna be a monster like just throw them on the back yeah right all of a sudden it all of a sudden it shapeshifts into a cougar and just runs away whoa we got a shapeshifter on the loose and as it runs past you the scent of flowers get oh okay a nice smell it's the puck wudgie dude i've heard of them I bet you have. But I don't I don't remember what they are though. I feel like they remind me of like the fairy realm or something. They're very similar to fairies or like Norwegian trolls or wait, goblins. Wait, wait, wait. Was that Do you remember did you watch that Netflix thing like uh I don't think so. last winter called Trolls? No, I didn't watch it. Oh man, I wait, was it a Norwegian sw- movie? I think so. Oh, uh, that was like a giant troll, right? No, no, no. These were oh. little trolls. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Oh man, who told I, I could have sworn you were the one that told me this. Anyway, there's like a there's like a hol- like it's like it's like a Netflix sort of Christmas foreign movie. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, right. And it was like these little this little island in yeah, maybe it was Norway. I don't know. Okay. And uh they had these traditions and it was little trolls and they would give it a cow and then the girl took one home because it was cute. Oh, yeah, no, they I don't know like about this. Brutal. And oh, it was okay. like, you know, and it was like a um like a a myth, like a based on some myth of wherever yeah, the sure. fuck it was. Well, this is a this this Pukwudgie myth, um, or this this like mythological creature, he is referenced in all of the different Native American tribes. Like all of them have some of them have used a different word for it. Yeah. But he Classic. appeared in a lot of them, especially in New England. Um New England, Indiana, parts of Canada. So so the Pukwudgie existed all over there. Cool. Yeah. And so he's little, and there's a lot of them. They're like a whole race of people. Yeah, they do like human pyramids now, boys, and then they like get like they stand on each other's shoulders, and then they come they wear at, what they <laughs> come trench at, coats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like they're like let's let's turn into one giant monster. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're. I felt like it they was. Eat you though, right? I felt like it was good to do, to to focus on these guys because they, they seem to be very famous in Native American mythology and I just never really right. heard of them and then so Albert and I um, we might be doing our second or third we are doing our second monster isn't it our con- yeah well I, I'm okay I get oh uh, well we did the test run the, for the Dover Demon yeah I'm thinking of the Cape Cod trip that one yeah I don't know if that counts as the first one I feel like that was a test run that was like a long right. weekend so I was looking at the itinerary we came up with for our like northeast uh, monster road trip, and I saw Puckwudgie on there, and I was like, which means that oh. while I was doing research on places to go, I was like, okay, apparently there's a there's a Puckwudgie in here, and I'll look up what it is later. Sounds like a good dessert. Actually. And then I know, ooh, <laughs> tasty creamy like, you know, Puckwudgie. Like, if you're like a bar in that or a restaurant in that town, be like, would you like the Puckwudgie yeah. fudgy? Well, maybe there are some places in Massachusetts uh, that have a puck be, wedgie wedgie. They'd be sad to not take advantage of that. Um, so anyway, I looked him up, and then I was like, oh, great. Uh, this will just be what the my next Dubia Monster um, history. That's great, because then also we know where to go after you research all this. Exactly, yeah. Because I do have a couple of forests where they're still being sighted today. Hmm. If you can believe it. Any evidence? I would say the evidence is weak. And he's, I need <laughs> a scat of, in a bag. There's no scat. Everything in the, in scats. Um, there's no scat, but uh, there's some photos, and they're bad photos. Dude, I don't want to turn this into a whole scat thing. Yeah. But I feel like if I don't say this, I'll forget later. Okay. You know how like kids' books, all you need is like a hook? Yeah, yeah, right. What if we just did everything scats? <laughs> I think that's already a. a I'm sure it book is. I'm sure sort. it is. But what if we did cryptid version? Mm. Dude, you take all the cryptids, <laughs> and then you do funny like drawings of what their poop looks like. Oh, interesting. That's a good idea. Maybe you shouldn't say this on the air. That's a like million dollar could, idea. That could be a million dollar idea. <laughs> the time is now. All right. Well, one thing we will have on there is what does a puckwudgies look like? You know, right? A puckwudgie scat. I mean, it's probably like the. It seems like it would be like the poop emoji thing it's like a cute little one or something maybe i don't know how cute they are what do you got a fly over there is it drinks yeah things? there's a fly in the house isn't that weird well right well you know why it's because it's such an unseasonably warm winter i know it is kind of that's weird. my fault somehow i just want to show oh yeah Albert ryan's a couple showing of, me a picture of some of the 
a couple of puck budgies because I'm sure you have some sort of image in your head. Whoa, that but was I like think, a beast warrior. I think imagining the back of it looking like a porcupine, the front of it being like half human, half troll. Whoa. I think maybe like gnome, gnome-ish, I guess. Yeah. They're sort of similar to the Hobbyaz, actually, that I did the yeah, Australian Hobbyaz. You know, having quills, right? Right. Especially like if you if you have consciousness and mm-hmm. you're you know, evolving, you know, you, you have a society and you're mm. a quilled race, right? Yeah. You know, there's going to be like, some people are just like the quill mailman and like the quill, like fucking. Yeah. There's all schlub different quill, right. But then there's going to be like some small percentage of them are be like the ones that train in like the, the, the arts of the quill. Right. You know what I mean? And they're going to be like jacked. Yeah. And just like, could you imagine like an action movie with like the Pugwaji just and he's just like It'd using be like the Tank quills. Girl, you know? Oh man, Tank Girl, don't get me started. <laughs> All right, so anyway, the Pugwaji's, their name literally means person of the wilderness. And I guess you could kind of think of them as like forest spirits cuz they can sure. they can do a lot of magical things. They can disappear and reappear. Like if you're looking at a Pugwaji, you could just disappear right in front of you. And this is beyond camouflage. They're actually teleporting. Yeah, they're actually just like they like awesome. blinking out of existence. They also That's a good skill to have. They also use like weapons and stuff, like daggers made of bone and or quill. Um or a quill maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and um I maybe you probably heard me say that they smell of flowers. You did. You said it. Um, I heard you say it. They can harm people by staring at them. And like they, they get you like oh it's kind of like Mothman where they, they get you confused if you if they like you look into their if you look into their eyes sure and uh, they can just make you like forget things and confuse you and that reminds me of Doctor Who what were those guys called when you looked at them and you you, you uh, forgot them they looked like aliens in suits um, remember that in Doctor oh, Who what yeah. were they called shit man I forget I but then seen they mark so their long. bodies all up they're like how many times have you seen them and they're like Oh my god, like 150. <laughs> oh yeah, that was they crazy. They were great. I love that idea of a monster that can make you forget. Like, that you saw it. Yeah. yeah, and like, and that's the thing is you have to learn to not look at it. Like to oh man. Um yeah, something for everyone to keep an eye out for. Uh the Pukwajis are associated with something that you've brought up before in a Don't Be an Idiom episode, which is the Will of the Wisps. Yes. So what can you just like define in like one sentence what the will of the wisp is? Um, well, it was like they used to see these fairy lights, mm-hmm. quote unquote, out over the bogs and yeah. things, and they were like something like, I dude, well, you know, we can't remember anything that we talk about in past episodes, but um, it it feels to me more like like a little bit of like the modern modern day weather balloon. It's like it's a weather balloon. It's mm. not a UFO. It's swamp gas. Yeah. But the whole idea was like Is that light it's like that it's light like, though, it's right? That light it's like hovering above over the swamp. Bogs. Oh. And it's like it is. It's gas that like whatever is like releasing from there and then you're you're seeing it. But they used to believe that it would draw people in. Yeah. And like to your doom. Well Pukwudgies are in Native American belief uh, responsible for these glowing lights that they can oh. they can put them above you know lakes or just bodies of water and lure people into the middle yeah. of the lake and drown. So they, even though they're in in a lot of tribes, they are considered just like pranksters. Sure. Um, or they can like give you bad luck or or make you forget things. There are some tribes where they're like extremely dangerous and will kill you. Like even they um, will the puckwudgies. The puckwudgies will. will. Oh, yeah, shit. they'll like push you off cliffs. Um, they'll like they'll like lure you off of a cliff or like lure you into a body of water and you'll drown in it. And so, what are they so upset about? I'll tell you what they're upset about. Good. Oh wait, before I tell you what they're upset about, the ta- um the name for that light is in, in um oh Apanoag is Te Pewankas. Yeah. And so that's but that's like basically what the will will of the wisp. Yeah. yeah. Right. These like. But they're made from the souls of humans who mm. the Pukwudgies have, like, you know, through their, through looking at them, have, like, taken their souls and turned it into these lights. And then, like, their loved ones chase them and then to their doom? Ooh, probably. Probably, like, like, yeah. Dude, like, you know, more primitive times, you believe in this thing that steals the souls, and you're, you're, you're looking good. You're, like, you're ripped, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you're young. Yeah. And then you're, you're 
your betrothed is looking great. Right. You know? Everyone's looking sure. good. Yeah. <laughs> and then one day she doesn't wake up and you're like, Puck watches. <laughs> Probably. And then you like, yeah, you like chase it off a cliff. Right. That makes perfect sense to me. I know. It's it's as if they're maybe real. Hmm. And the only reason we don't see them anymore is because we don't want to see them. Or because TikTok has for made us forget how to have a deeper connection to nature. Albert's so old. He's always blaming everything mm, on TikTok. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, yeah, so Albert asks, like, why would they why would they be so willing to kill these people? I'm guessing these, like, innocent... tortured soul, right? No. Damn it. They they deal gone wrong. It's a deal gone wrong. A deal gone wrong. Right? Well, listen. Do you remember, I think we've actually been to a, a, an important spot for this, but do you remember the moss shop? He was this like giant that the Native Americans believed in and where? he would eat whales. Oh, we, we, yeah, where were we? Were we in Cape we were Cod? In, we were in Cape Cod. Oh my God. Yeah. And there was that little tower that we went to visit and, and that was like his seat. Wow, right? yes. So Mashop is directly connected to the Pukwajis. Come on. And then I was like, I forgot that we went to that because then I was reading about him and he came from Cape Cod. They say that his pipe ashes created Nantucket. Mm-hmm. Like all kinds of cool shit mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Even him throwing rocks turned into the devil's footprint, which is this like rocky part of Cape Cod. So anyway, Mashop is the this so almost like a deity that is responsible for this part of Massachusetts. Awesome. Yeah, and, I remember we were there I'm reading about him. And the Pukwudgies mm. were jealous of him because all of the people of the tribes were, were in love with Moshop because he's so big. He's so big. And like he would share his whale meat with them and he made their lives better. And so the Pukwudgies were like, we don't like this Moshop. So they started like killing Native Americans and the, and Moshop got angry and sent his five sons to kill the Pukwudgies. Were they big too? I think so. They must be. They how could they not be? And the Pukwudgies killed all of his sons. Oh damn! And so then he started collecting all these Pukwudgies and, and just like killing them and bashing them against rocks. But so many of them fled to Canada yeah, and Indiana. Yeah, so many of them. that he couldn't catch all of them. Wow! Right? Because they're like probably like oh man like. If you, if you put all of us together, we're bigger than you, but nobody cares. We're just a bunch of little guys. It sounds like they have a Napoleon complex. They probably just have a Napoleon complex, right? I love that. Cause you, you know, cause in a way being too big is obviously a disadvantage. Like he could, yeah, he could toss as many into a sack and bash them against the mountain, but mm-hmm. like some are going to get away and like how fast they procreate. They're small the mammals. Right. It sounds like it would be like rabbits. <laughs> sort of like mammals. Yeah. So anyway, it was just from jealousy that they they caused all this havoc, wreaked all this havoc. Right. It's okay. Any size you are is good. Thank you. It's the motion in the ocean. It's the motion in the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess that's kind of the main stuff about the Pukwudgies. There, I did read about some present day sightings, which were just... I'd like to hear that. I mean, you know, it's just anecdotal. It's, It's... You know, a lot of... You know, medicine that works now. The original uh, case studies were anecdotal. Yeah. Okay. What about penicillin? Well, I read about this woman who was walking her dog through this specific forest in Massachusetts, which Albert and I are going to go to 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 visit the location. (laughs) (laughs) And her dog started growling or something, and then she looked, and in the moonlight, she could see this little two foot troll man. Yeah. Who was staring at her, not moving. And he had a big pot belly. And he was staring at her for a while. And then he turned around and she saw porcupine quills moving away from her. Whoa. And then she heard about the Pukwudgies and she's like, oh my God, that's one one that I saw. But then it didn't stop there. In the middle of the night, she would wake up and she would look over to her window. No. And she would see a Pukwudgie staring at her while she was sleeping. And then oh, would no. and then would disappear, dude. That's the that's my nightmare. Is that like you accidentally see a little oh, a little monster, right? And and it knows that you saw it, and then it's like the whole thing is it torments you forever. It's like you weren't supposed to see me, and I'm Ooh. like, okay, but I did, but like I like I wasn't trying. 
Waking up suddenly, looking out the window and seeing that someone's watching you sleep, Dude. that is scary. And more than one night in a row. Because like you could... If it happens once, you might say it's a dream. She right? said this has happened three times to her. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it happens again and again, you're like, oh, God, I can't take it. My neighbor, my my old next door neighbor said that, she, you know, she, she no. I guess, had a room in the attic. Sure. And, and like, over 10 times, like, while living there for three or four years she would wake up and there was a woman in a black dress no. sitting at the foot of her bed she wanted to see that and she told my mom in that confidence is... that that was one of the reasons why they were leaving the house when you wait that was your old house no no uh, our next door neighbor wow i just can't take the old woman yeah i love it i i used to think I wanted to experience stuff like that. I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. I don't want to have like a scary thing that I'm always anticipating Listen, happening. Listen, I just don't want the scary thing to be like a recurring thing in yeah. my own home. I'll yeah. visit that for a night. One like, time. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to be I'd on, love to have that story. I want it to be on my terms. Although it would make me crazy with no one believing me. Right. That that would always that would always be hard. I just don't want it to be like uh, no, I want to be in charge. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Okay. So a couple of fun facts is that uh, the Pukwudgies have been most seen in what is called the Bridgewater Triangle. Have we ever ta- like read about that before, Al? It sounds familiar, but I don't know that we've talked it's about like it. It's like the Bermuda Triangle of Massachusetts. It's where oh. all of these crazy paranormal phenomena have happened, yeah. including poltergeists, UFO sightings, giant snakes, and even thunderbirds. Love thunderbirds. I want to do deep dive one day. And modern day... Um, you did a Thunderbird episode. Oh my God. I'm so glad that I <laughs> didn't, didn't you? do. You said you uh, I, I prob- probably just, didn't do a full episode. It was probably during the Pamola one, right? Yeah, I think you mentioned it during the Pamola yeah. one. But um, yeah, so anyway, it's like this Bermuda Triangle type of spot in Massachusetts. and um, Of all the cryptids. Yeah, and there's all these. like That's so great. And the Puckwudges have been sighted there too. That's also, great. for any Harry Potter fans, when... Uh, J.K. Yeah. Rowling, when she wrote um, Fantastic Beasts, she had to introduce the American school of wizardry. Right. And all of the houses are named after Native American creatures, mm-hmm. and one of them is the Pukwudgies. Oh, cool. Yeah. My last fun fact, which might not be fun for, He's for many people. air quotes. <laughs> Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, who we've mentioned on Don't Be Knitting before, I think. I just can't remember in what. Longfellow. Way. He wrote a poem called The Death of Quasand, a different giant, and how the Pukwudgies killed him. A death from a thousand stab wounds. Basically. Or right? Well, it was, it was, um, they killed him. The only way that he could be killed was with the seed cone of the pine tree or the blue cone of the fir tree. Or? Yeah, one of those two. Okay. So they, they attacked him with both of them. And they just threw him at him. They like set him up while he was like chilling they on the They set river. him up. <laughs> <laughs> but like, is like it touching him that kills him, or like? Yeah, I guess. Throw it down his throat. No, I don't know. Well, because it's interesting that you mentioned the I think cone. They threw the seed cones, and then they stabbed him with the blue cones. I love it, but it's interesting that you mentioned the cones because I really like that cartoon, uh, Gravity Falls. Which oh right, is, yeah. It's a cryptid cartoon, essentially. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I've never watched it. It's actually fantastic. It's a Disney thing, but I feel like Disney didn't really know what they were saying. There's a lot of like adult humor going uh-huh. on in there. But um, yeah, like every episode usually focuses on a different cryptid of some kind. And, mm. you know, but they had these little gnomes in early on. And I feel like they know th- I'm thinking about. I'll tell you exactly what I'm thinking about. Disenchanted. The macaroni oh, thing. Yeah, which yeah. Is like the, what is yeah, that? the fantasy, fantasy. Yeah, right. cartoon. They have gnomes. And they throw um, pine cones at the giants and oh. they're bombs. Oh, it's very similar. Dude, I wonder if there's anything mm. It's very like familiar with yeah, what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, it's very similar. Anyway, if you guys ever find yourself in uh, Canada or Massachusetts, look out for the Puckwudgies. They're still out there. And they'll get you. And that's... The Puckwudgie. Alright, we'll be we'll give you a little break. We'll be right back. Keep 
Welcome back to Do Be a Monster. Bring it up, bring it up, bring it up. I was wrong. That Netflix show was called Elves, not Trolls. Oh. So check it out. But it reminds me of the Puck Wedgie. I wouldn't be surprised if they had some influence from the Puck Wedgie. There's a great low-budget horror movie from the 80s called Elves. It was like a straight-to-VHS kind of Maybe it's that. I don't think it was that. Well, maybe they stole it. All right, so listen, it's my turn. I lost the game, but I've got something good to bring to the table, I think. Mm-hmm. So Ryan and I were compiling our list of monsters that we've done, because who can remember anything? And one thing that I've been trying to do is I w- I've been wanting to hit a different zone of each monster type. Zone of the world? As we go. No, mm-hmm. no, not zone of the world, like just oh, type. Like, wings, fur, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wet. So one that I've been waiting to do is and you could argue that yes maybe you already did but i wanted to get into the alien realm i mean we literally did <laughs> an some people, alien episode some people what <laughs> yo, you you yo, did an alien yo quiero creer we were supposed to come to, both come to the table with an alien and did I do that or did I you switch it up? You brought the Mothman to the table. Oh, right. Okay, so that was that's perfect. I'm glad you said that because um, the argument could be, well, you did Mothman. Some people think it was an alien. Yeah. But that's that's only like half the people think it's an alien, right? Right. I mean... Or 60%. It, it depends how far you want to get into the Ingrid cold thing. Right. You know, but yeah. like, yes. Could the Mothman be an alien from another dimension? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Have we found his bones? No. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to just go and do a full Good. on kind of an alien yeah. thing. Well, I guess I did the Flatwoods monster, but that was right. me. But that was you. Oh, okay. I haven't gotten the taste. All right. What's the alien, Al? All right. So uh, there's not going to be a name that like rings a bell to you and be <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you two. Okay. Um, Oh, and what I want to, what I would like to reference my source today once again, and I'm not going to do it again because I'm two in a row now. But Ryan got me this great book, The United States of Cryptids. Oh, and that's where you found this one. I did. Cool. Um, and, Shout out to the author. And yes, J L Penny Penningsworth. J W O Clark. I can't. J Is it upside down. <sighs> J.W. Ocker. Yeah. Well, thank you very much because it's a great book. But um, so in in the in the like spot that he references, he calls it giant sky clams. <laughs> Whoa! Which caught my eye. Okay. Cool. But cool. That does not seem to be like so. They've, I've I've heard them called gliders in mm. in any in other okay. um, references. Yeah. And then I'm, and another one that I'm going to save for later because I know okay. I want Ryan to pop off when I say I want to build him up. So sky clam or glider? That's yeah. the And this is people know this. People. Have, so is everyone going to know this? The sky clams? No. And I think that you know I'm a fairly. I'm not one of these nuts, you know. Like I I like alien stuff and I will read about it, but mm-hmm. it has to kind of cross my path. Like I'm not digging down into like alien lore, you know. Right. Yeah. Too hard. You're a reasonable man. Uh, yeah, I have a real life to get to. But um, first time hearing about it, you know, (laughs) oh, it's fascinating. (laughs) The Beatles I have found. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, like, so when I read about this, I was like, never heard about this before. And like, this seems like really like a big deal and old. And so I think it's something that we should talk about. All right. Great. Tell us about it. So to get started, where... The book Ryan got me, like they referenced this magazine called Flying Saucers Magazine, and it was in the October 1959 edition. Mm, and, that's old. And the book is beautiful. I just want to show Ryan a picture of the cover of that specific. Oh, yeah, baby. Dude, look at that. Flying look, Saucers. It's a good, like a, the magazine of, oh, man. Mars Moon's Artificial. Right? Yeah, it's beautiful. 35 cents in a, in we gotta show. find that on ebay dude it's it is a beaut but anyway so all right here's what you know you need to know this it's this magazine that's all about like ufo shit mm-hmm. in 1959 mm-hmm. like could you imagine you're that guy going to buy that magazine and like everyone else is just hopping in their chryslers and like putting probably, on their derbies it and probably feels good going for buzz being that guy 
dude, that guy is a freak. Yeah, he's buying in. He's cool. He's like, he's like, well, I mean, we got it now. It's like, he's like the young, he's like the version of like the comic kid or whatever mm-hmm. now. Right, yeah. But anyway, so in that edition, they, they do the, this whole thing about all these alien shit. And then they have like a section where writers can, uh, readers can write in. And they had, it's called the I saw a flying saucer mm-hmm. section. Mm. And it's like a Dear Abby kind of thing. Yeah, you know? right. So in this specific edition, the only person to leave an anonymous uh, um, article about what they experienced was someone who we later find out is a guy named um, Don Wood Jr. Okay. But there's something about posting it anonymically <laughs> that like makes it to me uh more important like everybody else is like hey i'm mary from like austin texas sure right? yeah and this guy was like i don't want you to put my information out but right. i just need to tell you what happened Which makes to me. me it gives it some cred now sure. you could just think he's an early narcissistic genius fine mm. but like he's the only one mm. anyway his sighting uh was from 1925 which was 34 years after it happened, he did not talk about it. And then he wrote he wrote about it in this oh, magazine. Shit. What did he see? So this is what he saw. Yeah, tell us. Don Wood Jr. and his three friends were flying something called Jenny's in mm-hmm. the Nevada desert. Now, I was fascinated by like, what the hell is this Jenny thing? It's an, it's an airplane, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what it stands for is the Curtis JN4. And the JN is why they call them Jenny's. Mm-hmm. And they were a biplane that was sold really cheap after World War One, as for as little as fifty dollars each for an airplane among private sellers. Nice, dude. So you're just like, war's over. I'm gonna go buy a fifty dollar airplane, and I guess I'll learn how to fly. Isn't that cool? I'll figure it out. Anyway, I do have a picture of the Jenny because I feel like it's important that you see it. Yes, thank you. But look okay, at this. that's pretty much what I was imagining. It's there. a beaut, right? Yeah, sure. So him and his four, him and his three friends were flying around in Nevada, and they decide to land on this thing that they call Flat Mesa, which is near Battle Mountain. Okay. Okay. In Nevada, which is a town, right? But there's also a mountain. Like there's also a mountain. I think that's why they call it that. So they land on this thing, and and if you don't know what a mesa is, it's like a soup. It's like a really steep rise in the desert. Like we've seen them, right? Like it's like a it's like a mountain that looks like it's had the top shape, right? Off, yeah. Right? Like really flat. So they land on this thing, which is about 5,000 square feet. And what he said was that the walls were too steep to climb unless a lot of work was done, quote. So like, yeah, you could get up there, but that would be a real pain in the ass. Right. But now they got this Jenny. Yeah. That they, yeah. They, they're just like, let's fly those Jennies up on the Mesa. Like, what a fun feeling. That's fun. Right? Um, anyway, so they get up there at 1 p.m. And then they saw something come in for a landing about 30 feet away, hmm. all right? They said it was round and flat like a saucer with a mica-like shell body. The undersides were a reddish color and it was moist and glistening on the top sides. Now- I love glistening. Right. I love that it's moist. <clears throat> now here's what Don said. Quote, we walked up to the thing and it was some animal like we never saw before. It was hurt. And as it breathed, the top would rise and fall, making a half foot hole all around like a clam opening and closing. So imagine you were you were imagining like the sky clam I said earlier. It's like it is like something that the guy's going like, I don't I I guess it's a clam. I can't describe what I'm seeing. But he's seeing it doing this breathing motion where Mm. it's like, yeah, it's rising and falling. And its whole like body clam. is like mm-hmm. a clam? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So imagine it like that. Like there's this membrane okay. that's like rising right, up right. and down a little bit. And, and he got the sense that it was breathing. And he said that there was a wound on it. Oh, no. He could tell that it was wounded. And it was issuing this, quote, metal froth. So it was just imagine like a frothing metal coming oh, out of wow. this. wow. Like somebody took a bite out of a clam shell. Interesting. Right? Yeah. All right. Um, as they approached it, it started breathing heavier and it attempted to rise into the air, but it could only cut a couple of inches off the ground and it fell back to the earth. So the guy's was back. levitating. Well, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, because remember it landed. 
Right. So it's trying to get back oh, up. For some reason, I was imagining it with a ship. It doesn't have any... Dude, it is the ship. Oh, th- this is like Nope. Did you see Nope? Jordan oh, Peele's I nope? saw Nope. Okay, good. Well, that, yeah, okay. I don't want to spoil anything, but you guys should see it. So You're it, right. It's it making is, me think does, of that, but it's a smaller version. Right. Anyway. Okay, well, because sorry. it's that idea of a biological flying saucer, yeah. essentially, right? Yeah, right. So... Um, it tries to get away and it, and it can't. So the guys back off again, right? After about 20 minutes, they're just sitting there watching it from about 10 feet away, they mm-hmm. said. And it calms down. It starts to grow, again, quote, as bright as all get out, except in the spot where it was hurt. So its right. wound was not glowing. So yeah, like, that makes I sense. just like to stop and take a second here. Like you're seeing a living spaceship uh-huh. that's breathing and it's, like emanating uh, like a bioluminosity, right? Yeah. But not in the wound. So what right. does that make you think? <laughs> I know what it makes me think. What does it make you think? It's, well, f- to me, it makes it think this thing is living. Well, and yeah. this spot that's missing and dead is not like, not emanating anything. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. this is part of its living being that's glowing. Yeah. Right? Of course. Definitely. It tries one more time to get off the ground and it can't and it sinks back down. Oh man! All right, and then I'm so affected by this story. As the yeah, no, no, there's something to this. As these guys are are watching this thing and they're being respectful of it, a giant shadow looms over them, and then they look up, and there is another sky clam that is now thirty feet across. Because if if I didn't mention it before, the initial the initial clam was only about eight feet across. It's still big, right? It's yeah. big, yeah. <laughs> Now a thirty foot one is is oh hovering down over the uh, the baby, you know. Yeah. Four sucker like tongues settle on the little one, and they become so bright that the guys couldn't even look at it anymore. Holy shit! So again, it's doing this brightening thing, right? Yeah, right. And then they both rise straight up and out of sight in a oh, second. Oh man, I love this. The quote here is that they must have been traveling a thousand miles an hour. Now. Somebody, I mean, we could all say a thousand miles an hour, but because he flies planes, I will give him a little something that he might have some, you know, sense of, of something sense of moving out something of, yeah, I say. Yeah. So I'm going to give him that. Sure. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing. It's not quite over yet. As the men approached the site, there was an awful stench mm-hmm. and a 30 foot ring, you know, essentially the diameter of the big clam. Um, of the same frothy aluminum stuff that they saw on the baby issuing from the wound. Mm-hmm. And then on closer expe- inspection, they said it looked like alum- really fine aluminum wire, which I feel like when you do look into a lot of like alien um, crash lights and stuff mm-hmm. like that, they always find this like sort of aluminum type material that's really mm-hmm. light and then like you can mess it up and it all it always goes back into shape or whatever. Whoa. So I'm like, yeah, I get where that's coming from. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, but then it eventually, it all melted in the sun. All the stuff that like that was left behind melted. Weird. So they weren't able to collect a sample, right? Of course. So anyway, the guys are obviously like, it ain't going to get no better than that. Let's get out of here. <laughs> right? So they take off and the, the sign off on this letter that the anonymous writer that we later find out was Donald Jr. wrote was, I don't expect belief, but I simply had to write. Don't use my name. I am still flying, but write if you want for more information. Huh. That so, feels so legit. Right? Dude, it's 19... <laughs> well, it's 1959, but this happened to him in 1925. Holy shit. There was not a UFO culture. Right, In fact, yeah. it wasn't possible that there was a UFO culture because... Yeah. I'm going to jump into my fun facts here. This incident was 22 years earlier than the famous Kenneth Arnold's June 24th, 1947 UFO sightings over Mount Rainier. Mm -hmm. It was this account that um, when documented, the words flying saucer entered our cultural lexicon. So it wasn't another 20 years. This guy saw this before the word flying saucer ever came out. So either he's fantastic like he's just a great liar with a great imagination well that's true too i mean he still it still wasn't published until the 50s so he could just say it would happen that's true you know what that's totally true but 
um, again, even his account wasn't um, the idea of a like a ship. Yeah, that right. They, that this it was is a, a biological, biological organism. Yeah. yeah. So there was no notion of yeah. You're right, and and this is where you can get into the weeds because it's like he claims the 1925. Right. But at that point, UFOs have already been Around, considered a yeah. thing. But it is food for thought, right? Anyway, another thing that you should know about this is there was this author and researcher named Trevor James Constable, and he came up with what he called sky critter theory. I love it. Right. That's good. While invest- sky critter while theory. While investigating aerial biological phenomenon during the late 50s, 1950s and 1960s. Um, and he claimed that UFOs hailed from a parallel dimension known as Etheria and that there were two types. There were machines and living entities, which he dubbed sky critters. Cool. Now, he I love wrote, the dimension shit, too. Right? Like, yeah, dude. Like, they're from fucking Etheria. What the hell? Like, how does he <laughs> what know? What the hell? How does he know? The clams tell him? No shit. Etheria? Anyway, he wrote an article called The Case for Critters, which was published in 1975. And here's what he wrote. He loves critters. I mean, <laughs> it is a great... It's great. What a right? thing to love. All right. Um, so here's what he said about, he said, Don Wood Jr. may have been the first person to get a close, terrifying look at a couple of these critters. He saw them in full physical density and in the light reflecting negative polarity as a result of his hobby of flying. The experience shook him sufficiently to make him keep his peace for several decades. Hmm. So... It really, it, yeah, it, it, it always comes down to, do you need proof or is it the story good enough? But yeah. like, I don't know, man, like even in 1959, Don Wood sounds like an interesting character. Whether You know what? If he made it up. I'd love to get him a, on the show. It's a great story. would love to get him on the podcast one day. It's probably not possible at this point. <laughs> ah, well, we'll figure like, it he out. He could be like, a, no, nope. Let's get Alex to do the Unless voice. Unless he was a baby when he was flying the Jennies. <laughs> Yeah, he even if he was a baby, I'm pretty sure he'd be dead now. Well, yeah, he'd have to get really lucky. Anyway, um, Ryan asked me earlier if I had a picture of my monster, and I do have a picture from the book, and might not be exactly what I'm picturing, but it kind of looks like a squid a little bit. I mean, yeah, but there's also clam-like features. There's tentacles though, so I didn't imagine tentacles. I just although the nope the nope creature does have tentacles. Well, you're going to want tentacles if you're going to try to you're going to want tentacles. do anything. But look, here's the thing. There's a lot of great alien stuff out there, people. This one, I just felt like if if you could just step into the point of view of Don Wood Jr. And if you are actually believing you're seeing this shit, like, holy shit. That's big. Like, dude, really, like, we hate our lives. And... <laughs> Every once in a while, I will think I shouldn't. Well, I hate my life, and and every once in a while, I go. But dude, if I saw an alien, if I had an alien encounter, it would change everything. Yeah, one day, they're waiting for it. But you forget, you forget that that's a possibility. It just doesn't seem like an option. Because what are the odds? It's like winning the lottery. You can't. Yeah, wait yeah. for it. Right. But anyway, maybe it's best. You don't want to get probed. No. You don't want a bum <laughs> probe. <laughs> We've learned all we can from probing. I think that's a Simpson thing. But here's the thing. I would just like to say that was the giant sky clams. Excellent. Or, or the gliders, Excellent. if you want to call them that. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for coming to visit us for some monster history. We hope you've been drinking, you know, a out beverage, your, a beer out of your duty out of monster, your monster koozie. koozie. Maybe you heard the first five minutes, ordered the koozie, waited for it to get in from the mail, and then restarted the episode. Dude, or you could be my dad or my brother Jake, because those are the two that I've given out so far. Oh, okay. And like yeah. they could literally turn this on tomorrow and they'd yeah. be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yo. They probably, f- they probably won't. It's a very though. specific example. Um, but. Great. So, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to Dubia Monster. Next time, we'll get back to the idiom histories, which, you know, 
Who even knows? Who even oh. knows that idioms are coming out next oh, time? Oh, I know. Oh, do you? I do know. And oh, we're going to save it for next time because I was going to do this as a top of the show thing, but it didn't feel quite organic. I do know the origin of the Guinness Book of World Records that we referenced on the last show. Oh, you I do? looked it up. Oh, nice. Sorry. Yeah. I'll look up Ripley. Oh, dude, I looked up Ripley, too. Oh, shit. Okay. Let me tell you something. We might want to consider doing a whole thing about the two of them because, like... Good stuff. It's good. <laughs> yeah. It is good. All right. So we mentioned last episode, listen, the Guinness and Ripley's Believe It or Not episode may be... Coming next. Coming, coming soon. <laughs> All right. But anyway... Until then... Do, do be, be a monster. monster.